Welcome to a questionably informative tattoo podcast where I will discuss tattoo industry related topics that I feel are important. But what do I know? I am your host, Kevin Backfar. Over a series of episodes, I will have other guest tattooers chat with me about certain topics. Some of you may hate this, some of you may love it. I have seen a lot of change in my 15 years of this profession. I do not claim to be a tattoo god, nor do I have all the answers. Listeners can give feedback and opinions during the episodes. The more interaction, the better. I'm definitely going to be toying around a little bit with it, you know, seeing how I can have people interact during the podcast a little more. Uh, But for right now, this is kind of the first episode, just kind of messing with it, and uh, I don't have a guest today. I'm, I'm just here alone in my man cave talking to whoever may listen. But anywho, uh, today's topic I chose is about franchising tattoo shops just to make money. Now, I understand this is a business at the end of the day, but should we sacrifice the integrity of good tattoos just for a quick dollar? I don't know. Not personally me, I don't think so. I'm located in uh, Southern California in a town called Temecula. Uh, I own Dark Helmet Tattoo, and uh, yes, that was a plug. And uh, yes, it's named after Spaceballs, one of the greatest movies of all time. But that's besides the point. But anyway, just in Riverside County, where I'm located, alone I see shops franchising with 10-plus artists in each shop. Me, personally, I'm all about quality control. A lot of these shops will hire whoever will pay them booth rental or a percentage, and uh, I personally don't agree with it. I think it's kind of ruining this industry. Um, Pretty much you're raising more... I I don't want to use the term scratchers, you know, because who the hell am I, you know, but uh, I feel like they're raising these non-educated tattooers and they're not educating them anymore because a lot of these franchising shops are non-tattooers and that's a no-go in my my books but uh it is what it is a lot of them never apprenticed most of these shops these days hire people without even getting any credentials any you know backstory of them not looking at portfolios barely i mean it's getting crazy you know you used to be able to go into a tattoo shop and you know uh get a decent tattoo you used to be able to be like oh yeah that was done in the shop this was done in a garage but these days you really can't tell them you know it's i see some people that tattoo out of their houses that are pretty decent and then i see people tattooing in shops that just shouldn't even be touching machines it's like we're doing lack of apprenticeships where uh we're really just letting anyone pick up a machine and just tattoo just to make you a dollar because you know, you're busy. Honestly, some of these shops aren't even that busy. They're just uh, hoping that these people have a clientele. And it's funny, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, memes online about tattooing, which I personally find super hilarious. Um, Some of them, you know, talking about some shop owners, you have six people sitting around, two people walk in and want tattoos. And they're like, oh, shit, we're busy. We got to hire someone else. Like, what the fuck is going on like shit is changing you know like shops used to be one per town maybe two per town used to be one convention a month you know now there's a convention every weekend wow realistically two to three every weekend 
you know, competing against each other from to big city to big city. It's it's quite crazy. There's like July, you have three conventions. I think Tahoe, Live Free or Die, and uh, there's a couple others. There's a few like, um, you know, Evergreen, Music, and uh, I think maybe Detroit or whatever, are all or Chicago are all in the same weekend. It's like, that's cool because there's, you know, thousands of tattooers these days. They can kind of pick and choose what convention they want to go to. But some of these conventions, same thing. You know, a lot of people running it, they don't care if these tattooers are busy as long as they're making their money on all these booth rentals and uh you know but that's what it is you know america well the world has pretty much made tattooing go corporate it's it's gonna be soon where you know uh we'll be like disney you know you'll be perching your gas off of tattooers but i doubt that that's really unrealistic let's face it but um back to the topic at hand franchising tattoo shops i mean i understand if say you want an east coast shop you know west coast shop maybe even a midwest shop you know three but you know there's some that are just a town away from each other some in the same town you know you go to oceanside you got three shops that are owned by the same tattooer you know or the same shop owner you have out you know temecula marietta area i won't drop names but there's shops that have two shops you know 14 artists a piece and to, let's face it not, not all of them are really producing quality work in my town alone I call it my town because I own it uh, just kidding but uh there's got to be 12 15 shops not a big town it's not LA or anything but uh yeah and there are some great tattooers in this town you know there's some shops out here that take it serious you know they do have eight to ten artists but these eight to ten artists are really good you know and that's that's really uh it's really hard to like put guidelines i guess on it because it's cool that there's 12 13 artists that are awesome working in the shop instead of them opening more and more shops and uh, when I opened my shop, I just, I bought a shop turnkey from a shop that, you know, was already open. So it's not like I was opening a shop in a town and adding on to this oversaturated, you know, tattoo studio it's out in the town, you know. In Maine, in Portland, Maine, there's quite a bit, but it's hard to get shops in other towns because they just kind of, the legalities of it, the zoning of it. In Portland, Maine, they just, uh, it's an art district, so they really don't question it. So I opened it out there. You know, I was opening it after there were already, you know, eight plus shops in the town, you know, so I was part of the problem. I understand that. And I'm part of the problem out here. I'm not from California. I'm overpopulating this place. And, uh, you know, and I opened a shop. And really, when I opened it, I, it's all about quality control. My shop's Geek Base. We're the only pop culture shop in the area. We have toys everywhere, you know. It's a good feel for the geeks to unite, and uh, and we have solid artists, you know. You're not going to leave the shop with a bad tattoo, and I take pride in that. That's really how I am with hiring, too. It's kind of why I only have three people in the shop, because I'm pretty anal on who I want coming into the shop, and I feel most shops should be like that, and if it was like that, we wouldn't have so many artists in the shops, and, you know, we wouldn't be feeding... In undercutting, you know, it's just really 
taking food out of the mouths of people who work their asses off to get to where they are instead of these people who are just can't draw they can't do anything they're just here to make a quick dollar and you want the cool status of being a tattooer and i don't know or they're just lazy and never wanted a regular job you know but those are the people that aren't going home every night drawing hours on end for the next day you know there's days you'll tattoo you know eight to ten hours then you go home and you have to draw you know my son will come up to me dad draw let's draw and i'm like i just drew for eight hours and now i have to draw for my client tomorrow well a lot of these artists tattooers these days that don't have original art and they're just cookie cutter tattooers they're just uh copy and paste from other people's hard work and it's uh you know they don't have the hard part of it so i guess they don't really understand what really goes into the whole tattooing as a whole and uh you know don't get me wrong i do some realism tattoos and there's not a lot of preparation besides making your stencil but sometimes a stencil takes an hour to two and getting the layouts together i mean if you just want to do a portrait you know that's not hard to stencil up and stuff but if you're trying to do a whole sleeve layout where everything has to flow and all that it's a lot different with traditional you don't have to flow it much you know it's all pieces and then um a lot of it's cookie cutter and i'm not taking away from traditional artists because a clean tattoo at the end of the day is a clean tattoo and it's not easy to perform perfect lines and you know dope saturation and great you know pepper shading and like whip shading it's not easy it does take technical ability you know past the beginning stage i started out as a traditional artist wasn't great first eight years of tattooing i honestly was pretty shitty to be honest i mean there was artists that are pretty much how i am right now talking down on shitty tattooers but uh i was that guy but when i started no one wanted to teach no one wanted to sit down and give their trade away and getting an apprenticeship was hard you're always paying for it and in more ways than one it was hard you know but finally when i had my son 10 years ago i realized if i'm gonna make this a career i gotta really step it up you know and i just did seminar after seminar after seminar and pretty much just to try to get better and try to get a niche of what i wanted to do in this industry and uh i feel a lot of that lacks now and for one it's hard it's hard to be original now you know, I'd say maybe 10% of tattoo artists draw. I mean, you got New School. It's probably the most skilled tattooing out there. You know, I don't personally do it, and uh, but I love it. I have it on me. I appreciate it because that's one of those that isn't cookie cutter. You know, you have to come up with it yourself, especially this day and age, New School, you know. It's kind of, you know, has realistic shading like Timmy B and all those guys, you know. You have like, you know, Josh Woods. You had Dave Tevenall is one of the hardest working artists out there. You got neo artists like James Mullen, who is constantly producing art every day. He comes up with a new piece of art, and it's huge. You know, I worked with James for a long time, and uh, watching that dude produce, you know, 11 by 17 on paper Copic, you know, freaking pieces of art in an hour and a half, two hours, I'm like, mm, uh, what the fuck just happened? I just blinked and you were done. You know, that shit impresses me, you know, and, uh, but then you got people, Steve Butcher and Nico Hurtado who do realism, but they're just to a whole nother level, you know, and, uh, they're good painters also. They, they had art majors before they even kind of started tattooing, you know, kind of, this was just a new medium to them.
Um, but yeah, it's not like that in these franchising shops. It's quite different. It's definitely uh, not about quality control. And to be honest, I'm maybe 75% might be stretching it a little bit, but I'd say about 75% of the tattoos that walk in my door that I do are cover-ups. And I did kind of plug myself into the cover-up artist guy because I kind of, I like doing them, you know? I have shitty tattoos on me. A lot of people that have been tattooing, you know, 15, 20 years, they have bad tattoos because back in the day, there wasn't great tattoos out there. So, you know, I definitely like doing cover-ups obviously when they're flexible clients and they're not like hey i want this yellow rose over this fucking tribal armband that shit's not gonna work you know but um but i like doing it and i know a lot of people in the area don't even want to touch it so it's a good way for me to uh really test myself in the abilities because it's you know it's not easy to do but at the same time once you do a few i feel you know what you can cover and what you can't I do feel people tackle cover-ups when they're in over their head, and they end up just pretty much blacking out an arm, which is a big thing these days, too, so whatever, to each your own. That's what's cool about tattoos, you know, you can do any, you know, all styles of tattoos are awesome. Obviously, there's some are very outdated and stuff, but like I said before, a clean tattoo is a clean tattoo, no matter what style you're into, what style you're doing, I appreciate it all, you know. You got traditional artists that talk shit on realism, how it won't last over time, but you got realism artists who talk about outdated traditional, but at the same time, when they're applied correctly, that shit's there forever, and it's gonna look awesome. They just, you know, being surrounded by great artists is what's going to get make you a great artist, not surrounded by a bunch of people who never apprenticed, tattooed out of their apartment in their fucking vans for years, and now all of a sudden, a shop's like, oh yeah, you want to come in, pay me freaking $800 a month, $1,000 a month? Yeah, yeah, cool, you you have a job, you have a spot. Like, don't know what's going on lately in this industry. It's, uh, I don't want to be that guy that, you know, says, you know, get off my lawn, you know, but that's pretty much who I'm becoming. I'm not going to lie, It's it's been tough watching what's happening, you know. In Maine, you know, it was so much different than California. I figured, you know, I'll come out to California. So much more clientele out there. It's going to be easy. Not easy whatsoever. It's way harder. Uh, Maine, it's a small community, and you get your name out way quicker. And honestly, there's probably, you know, New England alone, but, you know, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Vermont, Rhode Island, Connecticut, you know, all those areas we're spoiled with amazing artists out there. There's so many good artists on the East Coast. There's so many artists that are great on the West Coast, you know? It blows my mind that people are getting bad tattoos. You have shit like social media. You could just look up hashtag dope fucking tattoos and you could find, holy shit, this is what a tattoo should look like. And yet people are still getting garbage. You know, I understand it's mostly that they don't want to pay the money they don't want to wait three months, four months, six months, whatever it's going to take to get in with that right artist. And I always tell people that walk in the door, they're looking for sleeves and stuff. They come in, yeah, I'm looking for a sleeve today. I want to start today. Like, fool, you got to understand, if someone can get you in for a sleeve that day and will start it, that's not the artist you want. You want someone who's going to spend the time and, uh, in, you know, work on your art ahead of time so you can see it, you know. There's a difference between a walk-in tattoo 
and someone who walks in for a sleeve. You know, walk-in tattoo is a little banger. You bust out infinity knots, fucking little tratty bangers, little, you know, little things, you know, not stuff that you're going to spend four hours drawing, unless you're James Mullen, who can just draw it in like 10 minutes, but, uh, you know, those, those are the difference between walk-in tattoos. You know, I've worked at shops that they do rotation for walk-ins, and, um, you know, I don't agree with that stuff. I feel walk-in tattoo comes in, hey, these are the portfolios, pick your artist, you know. Even if four clients walk in in a row and go for that same artist, well, that just means you others need to step it up, you know. If that's the person, it's a client's, you know, choice who they should get tattooed by. It shouldn't be the owner's choice who they're going to get a bigger percentage from or, you know, the rotation of where the walk-in should go. It should be every time the client's choice. And I, I blame a lot of the time bad tattoos on tattoo artists and stuff, but at the same time, it's the client's fault for not doing their research. If they're okay with picking whoever Joe Schmo to do their art, you know, their tattoo, then that's on them at the end of the day. Don't get mad when you're like, yeah, I went to the shop and they butchered me. Well, did you fucking look at their work? Did you, you know, like, yeah, I looked, you know, they had some pieces that are really good, but, you know, people have to look at, all right, look at their last year. Look at their last, you know, hundred photos they posted on Instagram or something. If 90% of those, you're like, yeah, this, you know, these are really clean. This is what I want. Stylistically, this is what I'm looking for. Then you go for that artist. You know, don't come into a shop with a dude who does killer portraits and be like, yeah, I want this freaking, you know, sick ass traditional dagger piece or whatever, which I'm sure some could pull it off for sure. But like, then you go to a traditional artist for that, you know, people got to understand and educate themselves. Like I said, we're spoiled with great artists out there. And a lot of these great artists are not booked out because people don't want to spend the time on researching. And, uh, and I blame it on these franchising shops that are just undercutting everyone in town and, you know, making people, you know, have that price option, I guess, really. You know, I understand tattoos are not cheap. I understand it's like going to a jewelry store and buying a necklace you don't need. But at the end of the day, this is the only investment in your life that no one can take from you to bring to your grave. Yeah, say you're going to get cremated, I guess that doesn't really matter, but at the end of the day, no one's going to steal it off your skin. No one's going to, you know, be like, you can't bring that to the grave with you because this is the only investment that you can. I say it's an investment, you can't sell it, so it's not really an investment, but, you know, you're paying for something that's supposed to be quality. You do not want it on the rest, on your, you know, I'm guilty of it. I have so many bad tattoos, I've been getting lasered and covered up and, uh, you know, and I live that life and I'm just pretty much trying to have you guys learn from my mistakes and, uh, and a lot of artists were, are the same way, but, uh, it's, it's really hard to see what's going on these days. It's, it's just sad. You know, I should not be seeing so many bad tattoos out there. It's just blowing my mind and it comes down to the client just not wanting to spend the money and for these shops that are pushing out bad tattoos for cheap prices and giving them that option it shouldn't even be an option bad tattoos and cheap tattoos shouldn't even be a fucking option like this is a service that is going to be with you forever so 
pretty much, you know, that's my opinion on the whole shops with multiple, way too many artists. And like I said, unless they're really good artists, I understand that. They're all booked out, you know. They're not taking food off the table from one another, and that's another problem with these. But uh, another thing that we'll cover in this podcast, you know, next episode I'll have another artist, and uh, and I advise you guys to email me when I put an email out about your opinions and stuff. You can comment on this podcast also on your opinion on if you think I'm fucking a douche, full of shit, um, arrogant prick, or you agree with me, whatever one of those it may be. Um, I really want your input on what it's going to be like. And, uh, and other topics are going to be, you know, we're going to talk apprenticeships. Like, should you pay? Should you not pay? Uh, that's a crazy subject for me. And also talking about, you know, pretty much how to balance your life with family and tattooing. Because that's really one of the hardest things. You know, I travel a lot. Uh, filmed a TV show, always on the road, every month, you know, sometimes twice a month, and it was hard, it almost ruined my family, and uh, balancing that out is one of the hardest things in this, you know, we could really get in over our head, and you try so hard to pretty much impress everyone when the most important thing's at home, that's why we do this, you know, and uh, so talk more about that, and um, talk about what you think is the most unique, most talented style out there of tattooing, uh, the most work put into it, and um, there's going to be a lot of cool subjects about tattooing on this, uh, and, you know, comforts of shops, like how you prefer your shop, like um, music you prefer the shop, you know, some people want to listen to grind, death metal, some people like gangster rap, some people like to just listen to jazz or like 90s hits, and like you know, that's kind of important to the clients and stuff too, but, you know, I like to hear what other shops like to play. You like to play for, you know, people of all groups, whether it be Christians coming in for a shop, or do you just not really give a shit? You want to go or wherever you want to do, it's your shop, your way or the highway. I respect that too, whatever. Back in the day, you know, shit was real, <laughs> you know. People didn't agree with you. People would copy your art. You'd break their goddamn hand. It was crazy how it was. Like, It's changed a lot now. It's getting a little more PC in this industry. Um, you know, but I'm going to probably try to do an episode a week. And uh, this is pretty much just an introduction, kind of trying it out, see what you guys think. Um, probably have a little better sound once I get a microphone, too. We'll do a couple comedy episodes in the, you know, pretty much talking about good and bad tattoos and separating them and uh, talking about, you know, other podcasts within this industry, like Andrew Stortz has one um, called Books Closed, and that's really awesome. You know him as Claude Cloud, and his stuff was brilliant, funny, of course, made fun of a lot of the industry, and people that uh what was that dude's name i don't know that guy russia or whatever that just does terrible tattoos on purpose just doesn't care uh i can't think of it right now but that guy um auto christ that's his name auto christ 
you know, he talks about that on his podcast, and it's pretty funny. Uh, and I'm not trying to knock his or copy his. We'll be talking about a whole different subject matter. I feel Andrew's a very nice guy, and I might be a little more brutal on my opinions because I, I just passionate about this. You know, I got in this industry for a lot of reasons, but one, I love art, you know, and be able to perform that on someone's skin and have them wear your art for the rest of their lives is just, you know, humbling. It's super, super awesome. So we should really talk more quality control and worry more and stress more on the quality of tattoos and know that you're going to pay a higher price for that because you're paying for more than just a tattoo you're paying for a piece of art you know and a one-of-a-kind piece that's really what tattooing has always been to me you know even though I started off traditional and not all of that's one of a kind but it's hard to do a traditional tattoo you know I did it for years like I said it wasn't great but I go back to it every now and then someone does want a traditional piece and they're they are my client they only want to get tattooed by me and uh I'm not going to say, it's, it sounds harsh to say dumb down, but it's kind of what it is to minimize, minimize, like, I don't even know how to fucking say that word, minimize, Min yeah, whatever, a tattoo to a traditional, you know, tattoo is really hard, you know, I always want to add more, I want to add mid-tones, I want to add whites, I want to add, you know, so many tones aren't, you know, classic traditional tones, and uh, that's hard for me, you know, I don't really know how to do that and it does take a certain skill to pull that off and certain artists just do it better than others and I respect it you know people do loyal to the coil I respect it to me personally I think uh I would rather work smarter not harder for me personally I say again you got people like Timmy B he uses you know Keith B machines and undeniably one of you know he's my favorite artist one of the best artists out there so, you know, with realism, I do feel uh, rotaries are better, you know, less trauma to the skin also, which is crazy because they do hit really hard. But, uh, you know, that's a whole nother podcast. It's a whole nother thing between coils and rotaries. That'll probably be an episode also. You know, I'd like to do this on the road too when I do the conventions and I mostly tattoo at Comic-Cons, but... Uh, get more into the tattoo convention circuit and would like to talk more about, you know, people's opinions on coils and rotaries. I would say majority of tattoo artists use rotaries these days or some line with coil, shade with rotary and color in with rotary and stuff. But, uh, it doesn't really matter. I've seen people do the same with both machines. It's it really depends on the artist and what they prefer, you know, and, uh, to pull off that, technical ability and um but yeah thanks for tuning in the name of this podcast is called but what do i know you know i'm just some jabroni over here who uh cares too much about tattooing i guess and where it should be i just want to grow every day i feel everyone should always want to grow i've worked with people who literally think they are in the highest caliber of tattooing and that's never going to get you anywhere but where you're at at that point and it's not a good spot you know and uh humble yourself you know this this podcast i i really on my views and opinions i, I want people to prove me 
wrong, change my mind, and uh, I, I love that, you know, you're never going to learn anything new if you don't get your, you know, mind changed, so other artists, I encourage you to, you know, leave a message, drop a message, or, uh, you know, you can hit me up on Instagram at Kevin Beckvar, K-E-V-I-N-B-E-C-V-A-R, and uh, you, you could check out my work, you can critique my work all you want, that's cool too, I definitely love that stuff, I know I'm not freaking top-notch tattooer, but I, you know, I do some solid shit, alright, and, uh, but yeah, thanks for tuning in, and, uh, what do I know, see you next week, well, talk to you next week, rather, latest.